In today's show, we're talking San Antonio Spurs and their fantasy basketball value for the upcoming season. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Let's talk San Antonio Spurs. Let's talk there. Fantasy value, unless you want me to sit here and talk about the Western Bulldogs, I can do that for half an hour. But hey, let's talk Spurs, let's talk their fantasy stuff, and let's get straight into what's going on and uh, looking at their schedule. Pretty bad, to be honest. 47 quality games only for San Antonio. That's well below average. They have 14 back-to-backs. Not really worried about that with anybody jumping into the season, but of course, injuries do become the concern there. And in the default Yahoo playoffs, it's pretty rough. 10 games including the dreaded two-game week. Four games in week one is great. Two games in week two is terrible. And then four games in the championship week is great. But are you getting there? If you've got that two-game week in the middle, you know you know what I will continually say, that I'm not a big you know, proponent of drafting based on playoff schedule, but a two-game week is something you've got to pay attention to. And the Spurs have one. In my default playoffs, they actually have the most games of any team, 11 games. They've got a 3-4-4 four, four schedule. So things look pretty rosy there. So that's why yeah, when you will see people, and I'll continue to stress this, you'll see people say, no way, not drafting this guy. What a bad fantasy schedule. What a bad playoff schedule. And that might not apply to your league at all. It might have, have no impact because they could be in a default Yahoo where it's bad, or they could be finishing on March the 20th where it's really good. And if you're just taking blind advice based on random Reddit commenters or commenters or YouTube commenters or Twitter people or... It could be fantasy analysts who don't actually specify what they're talking about there. And I don't know if... I'm sure most fantasy analysts don't do that. But if they do, you've got to be really careful of taking that information on board and what it pertains to and how that works back into how your individual league settings. It is uh, It is very important to be able to... Um, to be able to know where that all fits and how it makes sense in your particular league and in your particular settings because it's not a one-size-fits-all type scenario. Let's look at some pressure points in what can impact projections. And I think the number one thing is, is what is happening with Thad Young? Because if Thad Young does remain on the San Antonio Spurs, I would think that he would be the starting power forward. And I would think that he would be possibly a top 100 fantasy guy. But every Spurs person, you heard me talk to Jeff Garcia yesterday about um, about this lineup and about um, Thad Young. That they, no one expects him to play even a single minute for this team, really, or to be any sort of part of this squad at all. They have got two, uh, seven. They got seventeen guaranteed contracts, right? Two guys need to go. One of those is going to be El Camino. We know that. Well, we don't know that. We assume that. But who's the other one? At this point, it feels like it has to be Thad. I don't really see who else it is, unless it's Keita Bates Diop, who they just re-signed for two years. Jock Landale, who they just brought in and signed. Um, Trey Jones, draft pick from last year. Bryn Forbes, who they just signed. Drew Eubanks, maybe it's him. But the Thad Young trade changes so much. Again, I think Young's got great value if he's there. 
If he's out, that gives a boost to Luka Sharmanich. It gives a boost to Dougie McDermott. It gives a boost to the playmaking of DeJounte Murray and Derek White. It gives a boost to Devin Vassell. It gives a boost probably to Jakob Pertl. There's so many players who get a boost in this Thad Young scenario. Because if it is a trade for Young, I, players, and it's, I say this a lot as well, be, so yeah, be aware of the situations. So I go, yeah, when there's a trade, there's someone coming back. In a Young trade, no one's coming back, I don't think. They don't have the roster spots for it to begin with. And if the person's coming back, it's just literally a dump to get an asset of a, of a draft pick or cap space or whatever they're looking to do or just to do right by Thad Young. I wouldn't be looking at all players. Someone's coming back as the Spurs are looking to get so much better and yeah, be competitive. I don't think that's the case. The other thing I think that's a really important factor is you guys are well aware, like you're well aware that I like Derek White. Maximum Derek. I think plenty of you consistently overrate the way, how much I actually like him or the way that I value him, but I think he is pretty good. He suffered some really significant shooting issues last season. I think he's going to have to be the player who takes on a large usage role. I think you want him having more usage rather than DeJounte Murray or Yucca Pirtle or Keldon Johnson, for instance. I think he is the best the best option to take on a larger spike in usage. But last season, White really suffered. His assist rate drops dropped. That'll go back up. But his shooting was just inconsistent. Now, he has been a pretty good shooter in the past, especially a two-point guy. He's been really, really strong there. But he dropped down to 49% from two and four, under 45, 35 from three. Yeah, he'd been at 53 and 52 from two the last two seasons prior. I expect it to bounce back up. But if it doesn't, and with the expected volume that I think he's going to be taking in his shooting, then you do have to look at Derek White as a real punt field goal guy or maybe someone you even avoid if you don't want to have to deal with that problem. And then the fifth starter. Again, I think it'll be Thad if he's there, but again, I don't think he's there. It could be Doug McDermott or they could play Keldon Johnson again at the four, although Johnson's probably more of a 2-3 than the four. I know he played the four last year. Well, technically, DeMar DeRozan, I think, played the four, but you know, Johnson was at the four. But who's the other guy? Is it Lonnie Walker? Because if Lonnie Walker plays 32 minutes, maybe he takes this huge usage spike. He offers nothing apart from scoring, but in 32 minutes with 25 usage, there's value in him. Andrew Wiggins style is the fifth starter, Devin Vassell. And his steals and threes combo, if he played 29 minutes, I'd be really interested in that. Is it Doug McDermott? Now, Doug McDermott, much like, say, a Tony Snell, is one of the worst fantasy players you could ever find. In fact, one of the worst fantasy... There's two of the worst fantasy players you could ever find on this team in Doug McDermott and Bryn Forbes. They offer absolutely no shit. And Lonnie Walker, in terms of production on a permanent basis, these are three of the worst players in the entire NBA. And McDermott, we'll talk about him a little bit later on. Like, he could be the fifth starter. There's a lot of question marks about exactly what they're going to do in that position on this roster, and it won't really be resolved until we get a Thad Young trade. And when Young is traded, I will do some sort of mini show regarding you know, what changes on the Spurs and where where, where Thad goes. And there'll be a discussion on, on this podcast. I don't think you need to worry too much about that because I definitely love talking. Guys, if you are looking to place bets on football, college, pro, we're underway. We are off and rolling. The best place to do that is at Bet Online, your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest two hundred thousand dollar NFL survivor contest. Open now at Bet Online. Head to their website or use their mobile device using our promo code Locked On. Sign up today for a one hundred percent welcome bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football to basketball, boxing or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and get in and take advantage of all of their great offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. 
I'm going to finish recording this. going to go down and watch some college football. But you got one thing to watch live sports. You've got another one to watch um, on-demand shows. You've got your highlights that you watch on your phone. You've got other logins that you use for this. It's just a clutter. There's just too many different things and devices and remotes and all that sort of stuff. But I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It is called Direct TV Stream bringing your live TV and your on-demand programs together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and TV shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. So check out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required and content varies by package. Let's look at the next part we're going to here, and that is breakout candidates. I think there's quite a few on this list. Devin Vassell. I really liked Vassell as a pick for the Spurs. I thought he was relatively impressive for the Spurs last season. I think that he is by far a better prospect than, say, a Lonnie Walker. I would hope that they would give Vassell 20-plus this season, and maybe it can push to 25. I'd like to see him start, to be fair. I wouldn't say that we're drafting him as a 12-team league guy. But we're absolutely watching to see what happens and where his spot in the rotation is. I put Derek White on here just because I do think he's going to be able to get the assist back up and the usage spiking. And if the efficiency comes in, a top 50 season is not out of the realms of possibility. I wouldn't be drafting Derek White there at all. We'll talk about him a little bit later on um, as well in the sleeper section. But yeah, I think that a top 50 season is, is a distinct possibility for White. I think Keldon Johnson does have breakout potential. The problem that I consistently have with Keldon. I think that he will get a, a spike in his usage and his scoring will go up. He was he played 29 minutes a game last year, didn't crack the top 180. Now, that's not particularly good. Now, in points leagues, it's a different story. He was 144th, and I think that he's a, a clear top 100 player this year in points leagues. But the fact that he gets no steals, no blocks, no assists, low volume three-point shooter and struggles with efficiency at times, and from the free throw line too, yeah, that really limits Calden Johnson's category league upside. But maybe he fixes it. Maybe he brings in assists and steals and blocks and the usage just goes so high and the efficiency is so good. Again, but it's very Andrew Wigginsy. You were relying upon high volume scoring at low efficiency with nothing else attached to it. And we know how hated Andrew Wiggins has been in fantasy leagues for years. So Calden strikes me a little bit that way, but it's not outrageous to suggest that he could improve and become you know, a real breakout option. And I think Yucca Pertle as well. There's not many people pay attention to Yucca Pertle. Um, his offense has got a long way to go. His free throw shooting's bad. I think he's a better free throw shooter than what he showed last season. But he can be a solid 10 and 10, perhaps, guy. Maybe two blocks. Not sure what else he's going to bring. But you know, I, I think there is an ability for him to establish himself, or for people to realize that this guy is a legitimate NBA starting center. Um, even if there's maybe not too much top-end absolute upside for Jakob. He is a guy that can take at least some steps forward this season and start to really establish himself as a guy that you feel comfortable with, um, locked in there as your as your starting five man. Let's look at some sleeper options now. Let's go to Derek White again. I think the reason I want to talk about this it's, it's not just the whole Derek White show, but he's ranked eighty first on um, ESPN. He's ranked sixty two on Yahoo. Now sixty two on Yahoo is totally fine. Like I think to me. Even though I think he can crack the top 50, I'd probably look at him as a 70-type player, like in that area is where I'd look to draft him. What is really important to know is he is currently ranked 62 on Yahoo, and I think they've recently adjusted this, but his ADP is 98. So depending on how people are sorting, by rank or ADP, he's still at 98. ESPN, they've got him at 81. 
but he's being drafted at 104. So people are seeing Derek White at the top of the list and they are passing and they are passing multiple times. If you were getting passed over 20 times or 30 times based on the, the discrepancy between rank and ADP, your people are letting him slide. So that's why I think that he can be, let's say worst case top, well, maybe not worst case, worst case top 80. I can get him at 90. I can get him at 70. And you might be in a competitive league and then you might be in a league and people listen to this show and, and they believe the same thing that I do regarding Derek White. Not because I say it, because they watch him play and because they believe, whatever it is, people believe that Derek White is good, right? That doesn't mean that you go, I have to get my hands on Derek White. That's not what it means. If they, if someone wants to go into round four and take Derek White, just let them do it. If you're in an auction situation and Derek White's getting bid up and bid up and bid up, let him take him. You do not have to get Derek White. I cannot stress this enough. He looks like a great sleeper with an ADP of 98. If I can get him at 80, I love it. I absolutely am really happy with that. If I can get him at 100 on ESPN, that's unbelievably good. I'm really happy with that. But if someone gets him at 60, I don't go, oh, I've lost everything. Because I just go, well, mate, maybe he doesn't get to 60. Yeah, the, the, the value is not there. And understanding that I think is really important. I love to get Derek White if he falls enough, but my draft isn't ruined if I haven't. It doesn't kill me if, if I don't get him. I, I'll get someone else. Thad Young's at 145 on ESPN. I thought I'd bring this up because I, I, Thad was the 94th ranked player last season. Um, he was 91st in points leagues in only 24 minutes. What ends up happening with him is, is a great determiner of how this value looks. But at 145, that's a last round flyer. Yeah, I'm happier taking Thad before that if we know he's in a solid role. I don't know where he's going to be. Yahoo's got him at 109. Fantrax got him at 122. It's all, it's all okay. It's all fine. But there's a lot of uncertainty there. Now, I said that Doug McDermott's one of the worst fantasy players you can find, and that's true. He's at 290 on Yahoo, though. He played 25 minutes a game last year. He was 183rd. 290 is ridiculous. He is much better than that. As much as I shit on him, he is better than that. And that that's putting him out of consideration for 20-team leagues, where I think he's like a 16-team draftable guy. So yeah, don't uh, don't worry about that. Lonnie Walker at 319, also a terrible fantasy player. But Lonnie was 280th last season. So Yahoo's gone. Right, DeMar's gone. Gay's gone. Mills is gone. We don't have Aldridge all season. Lonnie is going to be significantly worse than he was when those guys are around. I don't think, as much as I don't think Lonnie Walker's a great player, that's a ludicrous conclusion to come to. So he is absolutely a deeper league guy. Maybe, maybe he's only 16 team leagues. I don't have huge faith in Walker. But I think best case, he could become a 14 team league guy or maybe a back end deep 12 uh, points league player. And then same with Vassell at 328. Vassell played only 17 minutes a night last year. He was 337th. So I think we all expect him to be better than that. 328 takes him out of consideration for every league. And that's ridiculous. He's a clear 16, 18, 20 team type guy, flyer option. And I think it's just important to bring up that you know, Vassal, Walker, McDermott, they're all you know, considered out of 20-team league discussions on Yahoo. And that is uh, pretty clearly incorrect in terms of where their value is going to lie for this uh, for this upcoming season. Let's look at busts. And there's only a couple of guys that I want to talk about here. And one of those is Doug McDermott. Now, when you're picking at 137, it's hard to be completely like this is a bust. But I just do not think that McDermott has the fantasy game to be a guy that you would take in round, say, 11 of a 12-team league draft. Maybe be a back in round, round 10. When I say round, round, 13, round 11, sorry. I just don't see that. I think that Doug can maybe be a top 180 guy, maybe. 
Maybe he pushes to top 160. I don't see him as someone who I'd want to prioritize, not even in the last round of a draft, which is what that rank would suggest. And then for some reason, ESPN has Zach Collins ranked at 197. Zach Collins may not play at all this season. He had his third foot surgery for a fractured foot in, I think it was July. He had one in August last year and then one, I think, in November last year. Um, He might return. But even if he does, what's his role going to be as he comes back? And it'll be low minutes, no back-to-backs. And they're looking at him as a top 200 player. While they've got Walker at 270 and Vassal at 304. My guys, no. Just uh, just absolutely no for Zach Collins. It makes no sense to have him ranked in that position. But what does make sense is to get your parts for your car at rockauto.com. You don't want to go to a local chain auto parts store. Why waste your time? Why waste your money? Why waste your energy being you know, talked down to by the bloke behind the counter? Yeah, mate, you think you don't, you don't know what you're talking about? You probably need three of these and it's going to cost 200 bucks a pop. And you'll go, aha. But no, I'll go to rockauto.com and I can save so much money by getting my parts directly there. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Rockauto has everything you would need for your car, whether it's a classic, a daily driver, your people mover, whatever it is that you got, Rockauto is going to help you out. So go to rockauto.com, check out their great arrange, that's not right, their great array of products. And in there, how did you hear about us, Box? Right locked on, so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. And of course, Built Bar is also here, the best tasting protein bar ever, whatever your favorite flavor is. Maybe it's cookies and cream or mint brownie or orange or or raspberry or double chocolate or salted caramel or grasshopper cookie or lemon almond cheesecake or coconut almond. I could keep going on and on. There are so many delicious flavors at Built Bar, but not only is it the taste that makes us keep coming back, because these are also healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, 130 to 180 calories per bar, and just four to five grams of sugar and four to five grams of net carbs. Built Bar, you can get them for 15% off at built.com. So go ahead, type it in, built.com. It's only eight letters, nine characters. Type that in. And in the promo code section, type LOCKED15. Another eight characters, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And that gives you 15% off. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bars ever. Let's look at um, some deep league flyers now for the San Antonio Spurs or you know, last pick in standard leagues. I think Keldon Johnson fits that bill as a last pick in standard leagues. He was that last year. He started off all right and he really, really dropped off. His lack of assist steals blocks is a real problem and the poor free throw shooting is an issue. But you're talking about a points league. I think top 100, top 90, top 80 is a real possibility. It is a big discrepancy because yeah, the value of steals, points, and percentages in category leagues are, are obviously weighed pretty highly, whereas in a standard Yahoo points league, they don't mean anywhere near as much. So his value, because he's just going to get that nice bump in usage, some good scoring, decent rebound numbers, he'll be pretty good. I think Devin Vassell is a nice later round pick in deep leagues, as I mentioned. But if you want to go really deep, and I don't even know if these blokes will play every night, but Trey Jones looked great in Summer League. He's a much better point guard than their current backup option, which is probably Bryn Forbes. That's pretty gross. I don't know if Pop will give Jones that option, but I'd like to see him get 18 minutes a night. I think he looked really good. So he's an option. And then the other guy, if Young is gone, maybe they start Luka Sharmanich and bring McDermott off the bench. Regardless, there should be some sort of role for Sharmanich, who showed some flashes last season. I'm still not convinced that he's a high-level player. He can lack defensive stats, and I'm not sure his shooting is right there. But in a deep league, he, he might literally find himself as a starter. So don't be completely scared off from um, 
from drafting big Luka Sharmanich. Let's move on to look at the rest of these players, and we will go with DeJounte Murray first and foremost. Murray was the 64th ranked player last year in category leagues. He was the 55th ranked player in points leagues, and I think we expect a jump forward this season. I think it'll be between him and White as to who ends up the season as the highest ranked player. Murray has some limitations in terms of how high he can scale his usage, what his three-point shooting is and what his passing is, but I expect his passing to improve this year. He's a great steals guy. Amazingly, he doesn't get any blocks at all. I don't know how that happens, but he doesn't get any blocks. His efficiency improved last year. I think we see his scoring go up. The three-point volume is a real issue, and that's going to hold him back. But yeah, he's ranked 62 on ESPN, 61 on Yahoo. People are on Yahoo actually going a little bit higher than that to draft him, and on ESPN, they're letting him fall a little bit more to 77. That's ridiculous. He's a fifth-round sort of player, maybe start of the sixth round. That's the sort of area I think you should be looking at DeJounte in a category league. In a points league, I think he cracks the top 50 pretty easily, and you get some real value on him there. So I'm really excited to see what DeJounte can do. I'm worried about the yeah, efficiencies and volume of shooting is a worry, and whether he's got that ability to scale his usage up, I'm not sure. But the rebounding, some assists should bump, some good steal numbers, all that is really, really valuable, and he should be an interesting player for this upcoming season. I imagine that Drew Eubanks starts the season as the backup center. He could be replaced by Jock Landale at some point. But Eubanks showed an ability to block some shots with some decent efficiency, and in deep leagues, that has value. Bryn Forbes, just nothing to see there whatsoever. I, I hope he's actually not an every-night rotation player. I hope they go with Vassal and Trey Jones in that role, or even try Josh Primo there, but they brought Forbes in for a reason. I don't know what that reason was. They brought him in, so we'll see what he does. Jock Landau, again, probably third-string center at this stage. Intriguing, for sure, and I'd like to see what he could offer over a Drew Eubanks, but it's not that Landale is particularly young. He's actually a year and a half older than what Eubanks is. He's almost 26. But it'd be interesting to see him out there. Josh Primo, hated the pick in the draft. You're all well aware of that. Um, in general, you don't see many rookies play huge minutes for the Spurs. Vassell played every night, or not every night, most nights last season. But you know, guys like Sharmanich and Walker, they just didn't play as rookies. Derek White, they just didn't really play at all. So it'll be interesting to see if Primo gets any sort of opportunity. But with White, Murray, Walker, Vassell, Forbes, Jones, hard to see how he cracks into a rotation spot, at least early on. Joe Wieskamp, I don't know if it's Wieskamp or Wieskamp, I need to look that up. Two-way guy, could be a shooter, but yeah, I don't really see too much happening there. And then you've got El Farouk Aminu and Keita Bates-Diop. I don't think Aminu is going to be on this team. While Bates-Diop, there's just not much in terms of a role available. He likely is going to be behind McDermott and Sharmanich, but if Young is gone, maybe he can get some sort of scrap for some sort of backup power forward minutes. A bit surprised they brought him back, to be honest. I think he's solid enough but he's probably not NBA rotation caliber at this point. Not that he'll ever get there, in my opinion. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Give it a thumbs up. Leave a comment here on YouTube. Subscribe, notification bell, all of that stuff. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.